Hey moms, Brie here. Question, have you ever found yourself at a loss for words when it comes to helping your athlete daughter? Specifically, before a game when she's feeling super nervous and you just want her to be confident or in that car ride home when she's being hard on herself and you just want her to also see the good things she did out there. Now, if you have, you're not alone. It's so hard to know what to say to get her out of her head and start believing in herself. That's why I'm excited to share about our four-day What to Say Challenge happening this month. This challenge is specifically designed for moms of girl athletes to help you know what to say to build her confidence without making things worse or causing her to shut down. Even if you're often met with things like, you have to say that, you're my mom. Over the four days, we'll be together for short trainings to give you strategies and scripts so you'll never be stuck wondering what to say again. The challenge is happening May 14th through 17th, and registration is open now for early bird pricing. So you get 60% off the challenge, and you can hop in for just $19. Head to sportsmom.fyi forward slash challenge to register. That's also linked in the show notes. We kick off on Monday, May 13th with our pre-party, and I hope to see you there. Welcome back to the Raising Unstoppable Girl Athletes podcast. My name is Coach Bree, an elite competitor coach for female athletes, and I'm so glad that you're here. Now, whether you are just beginning this sports mom journey with your daughter, or you have a lot of seasons under your belt, or you're somewhere in between, this podcast is for you to help you know exactly how to build confidence in your daughter and also so that you can enjoy her sports journey along the way. Now, today we have some extra special guests. We have Jill and Mary here from Girls Mentorship. And if you have not met this dynamic duo by now, you absolutely should. So Jill and Mary are the co-founders of Girls Mentorship, a personal growth and development company for teen and tween girls, where they are on a mission to help girls understand who they are and what they stand for by teaching them self-confidence, self-awareness, and self-esteem through social-emotional-based curriculum. They not only make the subject matter welcoming, but they are hilarious, which helps as well. So I can't wait to dive into this episode today where we are talking all about the essential role that moms and parents play in developing confidence in our girls. Now, before we get started, I want to give a shout out to a mom and an athlete in our community. Now, this name might actually sound familiar because this mom who's going through the Elite Competitor Program actually has two athlete daughters. And a while ago, I gave a shout out to her daughter, Devin, who was just crushing it. And now I actually want to give a shout out to Devin's sister, Ashley. So I got an email from their mom over the weekend, and I'm just going to read it to you because it honestly gave me goosebumps as I was reading it. So it goes like this. She said, Ashley is the captain of her archery team at her high school and typically the top or second highest shooter. The pressure has set in this year as the team has gotten more noticed and expanded. She shot pretty well this season, but I can see where she's had a bad round or gets off to a poor start. It's a quick spiral, slouchy shoulders, eyes welled up, confidence draining. Moms, you know what this looks like. She came home Tuesday after practice in tears. State was the next day and was and following. I suggested she watch the week six snapback routine in the Elite Competitor Program. She's very cynical, but ultimately agreed. As you spoke, she couldn't help but crack a smile as you called out all of her habits. 
Devin even insisted that she listen to the whiteboard visualization on the way to school the next morning before the tournament. She did amazingly well both days. She was calm and in the zone. She had three wonky arrows on Thursday and fought back to get successfully on track. Afterwards, she was even able to see where her mistakes were and how to correct instead of just sobbing. Her team qualified for nationals for the first time, and she tied for second best shooter on her team, was 16th for 10th grade girls in the state of Texas, which is a huge accomplishment. Thanks for being a huge help to both my girls. Love this program so much. So I am just so proud of both of you, honestly, for Ashley, for diving in and actually for taking action in this area. So, so many athletes are in this space where mistakes happen, competition or tournaments doesn't go how they want it to go. And then they just stay stuck there, right? They beat themselves up and it just gets into this spiral of negativity. Ashley didn't do that. She took a step into action on what she could do to control how she was going to respond. So, Really awesome job. Super proud of you. Keep going. All right. Let's get into this episode with Jill and Mary of Girls Mentorship. Again, we get to go deep into how you can make sure that you're creating an environment for your daughter where she is building confidence as she grows. Go ahead. Dive in. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed sitting down with Jill and Mary. All right. Welcome Jill and Mary to the Raising Unstoppable Girl Athletes podcast. Hello. Hi, everyone. Hi, Brianne. How are you? Good. I actually, the last time we interviewed you, you were on the podcast and it was actually a different name. Did you notice that we have a different name on the podcast? Yes, it is. You got a facelift. You took a break. You said, we're, we need to, we need to come back and like figure out what we're talking about. And I love that you did that because we did the same thing. We didn't know what to focus on. We thought we were doing so well being podcast hosts. And then we kind of looked around and we were like, you know what? We could do it better. (laughs) So let's, let's pump the brakes and come back. And I love it. We refer your podcast out to a lot of sports moms in our community, so it's cool to know that we have you in our pocket to do so. It's a great cover. It's a great name. Girl, you got those reviews rolling in. Absolutely. No, it's, yeah. it, is, it, it suits you. I like the, the level up, you know, the evolution of what you guys have been creating, and it totally it speaks to your brand, 100%. Well, thank you. Right back at you. I am always an admirer of both of your works as well. And so for those that don't know you and your awesomeness, can you introduce yourselves and a little bit about what you do? Yeah, of course. You're going to hear two voices. The one speaking right now. Hi, everyone. My name is Mary. I'm sitting right next to my business partner, Jill. Hi, everyone. We own a company called Girls Mentorship, where we teach life and personal development skills to teen and tween girls through the lens of social emotional learning. So what we like to say in a nutshell is that we teach people how to people better. So it doesn't just include girls. It also encompasses their teachers, their coaches, their parents, because what we know as millennial women is that our parents only had so many tools in their tool belt. So it's not necessarily that they were doing anything wrong. We just know so much more now about how to really raise an incredible, confident, self-aware, full of self-esteem young lady than we ever did before that we also kind of have to reparent and re-coach and reteach some of the elder generation as well. The people who love them. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I love that. You have that down, by the way. <laughs> it is great. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> My elevator pitch. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's good. I need to practice mine. Our our mission is, is right in line with yours to raise a generation of strong, confident young women. And, you know, we just use the vehicle of sport. And I love just both of your, your affect and how you can cross, even though I haven't actually met you in real life yet. You know, like I said, it offline, you're a magnet for these young girls and, and their moms. So today we're talking all about confidence, which is a broad topic, but let's get granular with it all around what confidence is and how parents can help support confidence in their young girls. So in your words, what is confidence to you? What does confidence mean to girls mentorship? Ooh, confidence to, to us is that who you are as a person is enough, that you love who you are and what you stand for, and that you don't waver because you're trying to fit into someone else's box. So that can look differently, really based off of every single girl that we interact with. But at the end of the day, confidence is really unique to the individual. But confidence, in our words, is that you know who you are, you're self-aware enough to love your body, your features, your talents, your skills, and that you are a work in progress, that you, you don't have to seek out perfection. Confidence isn't perfection. Confidence is constantly evolving. Mm. Yeah, that is good. We always say confidence is trusting yourself. So that, I mean, that's, that's huge. And oftentimes we don't trust ourselves. We don't trust that voice inside of our head that is telling us something that we might love or like, or, you know, we don't trust our bodies. We don't, you know, and so, yeah, that's huge. And in the work that, that you both do, Where do you see, and what maybe what trends are you noticing in the girls that you're working with where maybe they're lacking confidence right now? Oh, everywhere. I know. It's it's really hard to pinpoint one specific thing. I mean, we had a workshop this past weekend dealing with stress and anxiety as the topic, tools, techniques to give to them to deal with their triggers. We introduced the word trigger. So they actually had like a verbiage to go along with how they were feeling and tie that to a technique or skill. And we had this cutie little nine-year-old raise her hand and say, I'm ashamed of my body. Mm. I body shame myself every single day. And, you know, outwardly, she was incredibly confident, quote unquote, like Mm -hmm. she came up and introduced herself and she did a little line dance when one of the songs was playing. And just to hear that come out of her mouth, to know that it's not all surface level is so painful for us to hear because A, we can relate to what she said. We can put ourselves back in her 9, 10, 11, keep going year old shoes. Mm -hmm. But Also knowing as much as we know now in today's present day with the pandemic and how hard that was on our kids. And now one of their main outlets is social media. Throw a dart. You can pick TikTok, Instagram. I mean, be real. There's new ones coming out every single day where you'd think we're more connected as a society. We have more information, yet we're not. We're farther and farther apart. That means less confidence. That means less skills and tools to deal with the feelings in our head. Anxiety, depression, mental health, all of those statistics are trending north. It's it's every little thing. Girls will stand to 
such an incredible chance to improve themselves by even opening the door to have a conversation about what confidence improvement looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just going to, I was just going to jump in because when we start our workshops, we always ask, what do the girls want to achieve? Like, Hey, this is the topic that we're talking about, but really, why are you here? What, what's, mm-hmm. what's something that we can measure at the end of this workshop to say, Hey, did we achieve this? And nine times out of 10, every single girl says they want to be confident. Yeah. But when we ask them what confidence means to them, they can't define it. It's mm-hmm. like, well, I just want to be more confident. And it's like, well, what does that mean to you? And then it's like, well, I want to show up differently in my body language. I want to look people in the eye. I actually want to smile at people. So confidence means so many things to every single person. But when you ask girls to identify what it means to them, they get stopped in their tracks. Oh, and they're yeah. like, well, I don't actually know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in your workshops, when you kind of nail that down, do, does it get more clear for, for the girls? Oh, a thousand percent. Yes. Because then they can see themselves in the example. And when one girl raises her hand to say something about body shaming, whether she's doing it to herself or someone else has done it to the other participants, they can automatically relate to it and find themselves in that story. So it's almost like a light bulb goes on. A, they know that they're, they're not as isolated as they've made themselves feel by knowing that other people also struggle with the same things. And B, now they can put a name to it. They can put a face to it. They can put, like I said, that shared language to it in knowing that, oh, okay, so I'm not the only one who struggles. And now I understand how to verbalize it and maybe what tools and techniques to pull out of my toolbox to deal with it instead of shoving it down, not talking about it, isolating myself, numbing my feelings, not saying anything to my parents. Now they know that there's a route to take in order to feel better about where they feel like they're lacking. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. So I kind of want to, I mean, I would love to come into your workshops. It sounds awesome, but can you take me through, you know, they're kind of, they, they get into your workshop and they're feeling not confident. They want to become confident. I'm assuming that they leave feeling really fired up and jazzed about themselves and they feel confident. They probably like say that out loud. Can you take me through like what the process they experience through that beginning to end? Oh man. Yeah. It's it's true. Every single girl looks like a deer in a headlight, like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous to be here. I don't know what to expect. And right away, Mary and I really try to break down the walls with them because mm-hmm. we know if we can show up in our most confident version of ourselves, that's going to give girls permission to do the same. And that's where we build trust with one another. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we want them to know that they take time to go to school and learn new skills, whether that's math skills, science skills, social studies skills, constantly they're practicing their academic smarts. And Mm -hmm. then after school, they go and do their sports smarts. So maybe they're in dance or gymnastics or volleyball or whatever that is. But without practice and without repetition, you're not going to get better at the thing that you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. So we like to relate what we teach to the girls as practice as well. So you have to practice your emotional and mental well-being skills. You have to practice these things. And if you want to be confident, well, you got to do these things every single day. And 
in, in order to grow in your confidence. And that looks like a ton of different things. It could look like building your resilience muscle. It can look like overcoming obstacles. It can look like bouncing back from failure, negative self-talk, positive self-talk, you name it. Mm -hmm. So what we try to do in our workshops is really bring a theme and have it be super simple and digestible for them to understand what it is we're talking about and really break it into a formula so that they can walk away being in the practice of what it is that we're teaching them. So an example of this, this past weekend, it was resilience. It was, okay, we are flexing, we're flexing our resilience skill or our, our resilience muscle. And in order to achieve resilience, we broke it down. We got to overcome, we got to we got to talk about what adversity is. We got to talk about having a positive outlook. And is it easy? Heck no, it's not easy. This work is not easy. But the more that we can talk about it and talk about hard things, the easier it will it will become when those hard things pop up in their lives. Mm-hmm. So resilience was the theme. And we said, okay, here's the formula. When a situation happens and it's bad, you then are triggered by a response. You start to feel something in your body, in your mind, whatever that is. And then that equals you to have a strategy to pull from and try on. So Mm -hmm. that was it. It was like, let's give them a formula for them to practice so that it's easy when they go into school this week or when they go into their sports and they they lose a game and they're really hard on themselves. Mm-hmm. So that is our intention is it's easeful, it's bite-sized and that we don't overcomplicate it. And then we gave them three simple tools. So the strategies equation was three simple things that they could work on on their own time. And then because of the age range, we always take them through an activity. So get their zoomies out. Make sure they're not just sitting there staring at us like they've we don't want them to feel like it's school. Right, we want them to talking at them. We yeah. want them to feel like it's the school of life, but we also want to introduce them to a brand new way of learning because mm-hmm. all they know is going to school from 7:30 to 3:30 every single day, sitting there asking to go to the bathroom. So we really create a space where they're allowed to practice autonomy. They can take off their shoes, they can go to the bathroom without asking us. And then at the end or in the middle somewhere, wherever it fits in, we make sure to bring an activity to them where they can get up and interact with one another. They can problem solve. They can really like use all of their senses in order to figure this out. And this time around, it was making stress balls. So we got water beads. We had balloons. We went outside and we had them make something that they could then take home to deal with stress. Nice. And you're, you're not kidding. 10 to 13 younger if they're like cleared by mom like she will absolutely participate she will be totally fine to hear it she'll be totally fine to sit there for three hours and then that 14 to like 18 is kind of where we're where we cut off because they're in a different they're in a different headspace yes absolutely yeah we have the kind of the same thing going on that's amazing I mean can can you imagine what a difference it would be if we had workshops like that and these skills when we were 10 to 13 years old we ask ourselves that all the time. We're yeah. like, man, if only this would be so awesome. We would, yeah, mm-hmm. we would probably be in a different position. But mm-hmm. like us not having people like us when we were growing up is exactly why we do the work that we do. 
Well, and you're not kidding because the girl who said something about body shaming herself at the beginning of the workshop was one of the girls who was most verbal about saying, this was the best day of my life. And she left saying that to her mom too. It was like one of the coolest moments for us. And it will never stop being a cool moment for us because we realize what an impact we're making on her life in just a small amount of time. Like Mm -hmm. she's going to use these skills for the rest of her life because she learned them in one three hour sitting with a couple of random girls that she didn't know prior to that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that actually gave me goosebumps and maybe tear up a little bit. (laughs) You guys are doing awesome work. The other thing, you know, you say they leave. So it's like, they say this is the best day of my life. You know, this is amazing. And then we go home. So we're in, you know, that's, we have moms that are like moms listen to this podcast and that's part of the equation here. We just have to be honest about that. We actually shifted our business about two years in, we were only athletes, you know, only, only working with the girls. And then we realized what you guys have, have have, we've talked about is that we can teach athlete skills all day, but if they're going home and they're not getting that message reiterated, or they they're having a parent who is actually like undoing some of this work by what they say mm-hmm. before, during, and after the games, then like some, a lot of this is lost. And so we actually like changed yeah. our whole business. Let's talk about that. Like what role do, what role do parents play in all of this? The biggest, the biggest the role, most important role, <laughs> right? We're all athletes on this on this call, so you can relate to this. It would be like going to the gym for one hour of the day. That's one twenty-fourth of your day, and then spending the other twenty-three hours at McDonald's expecting change to happen, right? Yeah. So I'm throwing money at you to fix my daughter. Why is it not working? I have to say it that way because that's how it's said to us. When we have phone calls, discovery calls, email exchanges, when somebody finds us for the first time, it's not uncommon for them to language it in that way. I'm desperate, fix my daughter. And it's hard to point the finger back at the parent, but it's Mm -hmm. a necessity to say, you have to look in the mirror because the most important work that you are going to do is on yourself because if nothing changes, then nothing actually changes. And it's hard because of that old saying that you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Like, Mm -hmm. why are we the way we are? Because our parents were that way. We are programmed the same way that we were raised, the same disciplines, the same mannerisms. And as human beings, psychology says that 95% of our day is spent on autopilot. So if we don't know what needs to be fixed because we don't know what we don't know, then we're not going to be able to fix it. Mm -hmm. So the self-awareness piece for parents is the most important piece in this equation, in our opinion, because they can't just expect to put their daughters in a program or throw money at something and have them come home changed if they're not willing to also be in the work and do change themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. That That's awesome. And so what, what are you noticing in terms of parent support and how parents can work in this direction of self-awareness? What are you finding is working? Oh, of what's working? Curiosity. Honestly, mm-hmm. when parents are curious about the work that we're doing, that gives us hope. We're like, okay, Because then we get to have a conversation with them around what kind of knowledge do they have around these type of skills or conversations that we're bringing to their daughters. 
Mm-hmm. But if they're not curious or if they're not interested, it's a red flag right away because we're like, oh my gosh, to Mary's point, they're unaware of being unaware. And more parents, unfortunately, walk around that way. And mm-hmm. we have to remind the parents that we work with that you know more things are caught than taught. Mm-hmm. So what you're doing at home is a total reflection of who you are at home. Mm-hmm. And your daughter is starting to pick up on these little nuances or these behaviors, or maybe she's noticing who not to be and then being really deceitful and lying and, and being somebody that you don't want her to be. Mm-hmm. But the best part, the hope is when there's curiosity and, hey, I I actually have never practiced these these skills either. And it's like, okay, well, we will be here to support you and we can't be everything for everyone. So we stress that if girls want to grow in their confidence and they need to practice and practice and practice, parents also have to adopt that same mentality Mm -hmm. of being a learner. How do they become a better parent? What are they doing that is growing them in that realm because if they are if they're working, you know, I'm sure at their job they're constantly having to learn and grow and feel mm-hmm. stretched to, you know, to to be better at their job every single day. That same mentality has to be in our parenting. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. What are the And, and I was going to say an easier yeah. said than done. We don't oh, always yeah. see the parents who <laughs> who who wants to hold the mirror up to themselves because they're like, at this point, I'm I'm old. Mm-hmm. We hear that a lot. It's like, well, I'm I'm kind of already, you know, who I am. Right. Yeah. No, I, we hear that too. And what's actually pretty cool is that the the parents that come into our program also are seeking this self development for themselves. Like, there's this personal development for themselves, and you know, they start to realize really quickly, like, my daughter's confidence is a reflection of mine. My my, what I say out loud actually becomes a lot of her self-talk. And so we talk about that a lot. Are there other behaviors that you see are directly correlated either? Like, I guess, positively or negatively, like mom or parent is doing something, maybe not thinking much of it, but daughter is picking it up in a way that's impacting her confidence negatively. Oh, a thousand percent. Yes. yes. Yeah, we're all, like shaking our head. Well, and yeah. being business owners, you really have to refine like who you're marketing to, who you're uh-huh. speaking right. to through your copy. And recently we've kind of identified four different categories, four or five different categories of parents around who seeks our services and what's their why behind seeking our services. So you've got the mom who's like the cheerleader. She's like, anything my daughter needs, 100%. But there's almost like a curtain there of like, yes, I want to support, but I am not educated in the realm of what personal growth and development means. And I'm not necessarily interested in it. Mm -hmm. And I'm here just to, I'm here to support you go, girl. It's your story. I'm just, it's your movie. I'm just starring in it. There's the parent who like wants to live vicariously through her daughter. And I almost imagine this to be the mom in Mean Girls, right? Like, I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. And, (laughs) you know, she wants to like be everything that her daughter's being because she wants to be friends with her daughter as opposed to being parents to her daughter. There's like the mom who is straight up work, no play eyes on the prize. It's goal oriented. If you're not getting A's, you're not going to college. You're not following in my footsteps. So it's almost berating where, which 
doesn't make the girl want to come to that mom to tell her things about her life. It's almost then they're hiding things, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a couple of different ways in which we have to, we've learned that we have to speak to parents to get them interested in our work based on how they are at home and consequently based on how their daughters are then showing up in life positively Mm -hmm. and negatively, as you pointed out. Yeah, that's good. I think we have, we, I think we have the same mom, (laughs) the same (laughs) you know because yeah it's the same and the thing about us is that we actually like it's a non-negotiable in our program like if when you sign your daughter up you're actually signing yourself up to to 10 weeks of personal development and so we're like no you're on board but what would be like I don't want to say ideal because it's like we're all in different spots but like what is the most healthy the healthy relationship I guess so that our girl, I would say girl athletes, our girls are, are developing in this confidence and actually getting, you know, that support from their their parents, knowing that like, we're not, we're not going to get it right all the time. But so how do we walk that line of like, we know we're going to mess up. We are probably going to have provide some topic of therapy for our kids as they get older. Anyways, like there's always going to be that, but how do we we walk that line? I guess it's a big question. (laughs) It's a big question. And one word comes to mind for me. It's empathy. And the other word that comes to mind for me is also an E word, which is ego. Ah. And I was going to say one more E word and it's expectation. Oh, wow. E yeah. times three. Yeah. Whoa, okay. Talk words. about those. Talk about yeah. that. Empathy. Well, and what we, what we, what we've seen with, with certain moms or parents or caregivers is their expectations of their daughter is through the roof. It's, insane. And their daughter is constantly trying to live into who their parents expect them to be. And that's where the disappointment comes in. That's where the pressure Mm -hmm. comes in, the negative self-talk, you name it. So just knowing that your kids, yes, are they an extension of you? Absolutely. But they are their own person. So it's allowing them to live their own life in their own way, without the judgment, without the pressure, without the unrealistic expectation. So that kind of goes to the ego point. Right. Well, and what we have found a lot of the time and going back to our even our own childhood is that the expectations are often unspoken. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. expect things of our kids, but we don't sit down and actually talk to them about what those expectations are and why we're setting them. So we can either have the kids buy in or level set with them and meet somewhere in the middle with what they know they're capable of by yes we want to challenge them but we're we're price, we're pricing them out of the game so when yeah. they don't when they don't hit these expectations we have ego around it mm-hmm. like they're disappointing us right mm-hmm. they're making us look bad with the grades that they get or the trouble that they're getting into and that's mm-hmm. when i when our ego comes in cuz we should be able to raise kids on our own right this is my child i should be able to know how to do it yeah yada. Our big thing in that is it takes community. It takes more than one person to raise a kid. You need to be your teacher's best friend. You need to be on the sideline with your coaches. You need to be supporting in whatever role you have capacity to support, knowing that several other people's opinions and expectations and touches can help raise your child 10 times better than you can raise your child on your own. And knowing that that is okay. Uh That's where the empathy piece comes in to just say, you know what? Like it's, it's removing everything that you expect and just 
being with your kid because if you can't if you can't walk in your kid's shoes, they're never going to want to come to you for anything. And that's mm-hmm. hard because you want your kids to see you as the soft arms to land in. And sometimes parents aren't. So mm-hmm. that's when, you know, some stuff really gets in the middle of that. But mm-hmm. empathy and and being able to just set your expectations on this on on the shelf to to really be eye to eye with your daughter to say I love you and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you that that isn't going to be painful because I don't know. Like that's your experience. So mm-hmm. it's just saying, you know, I'm here for you. I love you and that's hard. That is mm-hmm. that is so much harder than than anything else because we're like, oh, you know, just you're fine. You're fine. Pick yourself up. And that's totally invalidating. Mm-hmm. And we also don't often take ourselves back to the their shoes. Like feeling those feelings for the first time or right. disappointment or yeah. love or whatever that is. Like we all felt feelings for the first time and it was overwhelming. And yeah hormones are racing and our brains aren't fully developed. We have to remember what it was like to be that age, experiencing those things for the first time, if we are going to be good at empathizing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a good point. And something that I forget to as a parent, I'm like, come on, get, this is not a big deal. Get you it know? together. What the heck? Yeah. yeah. It's a big deal. It is. And it's a practice. It is a practice for all of us, even the ones teaching this work. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, this has been really awesome. Always inspired whenever I talk to the both of you. Can you, well, first of all, is there anything else that you feel on your heart to share with the moms that are listening? You're doing a great job. It's one of the hardest jobs in the entire world. And None of this, if you're hearing it and you're getting a ping or a stab or you're tearing up, none of what we're saying is to make you feel wrong or bad about the job that you're doing. Our whole thing, what Jill and I will say through and through and through in every situation that we come into is we were put on this planet to raise the group average. So I know challenging people doesn't feel comfortable. It doesn't, it's not fun to hear. And we're only doing it to help you raise your average because we know you're capable of more. We know you're capable of not feeling as badly as you do after the fights that you get into or the, the things that you missed out on or what you could have, should have done differently or better. None of that matters, but you get to start today and really work on yourself and your self-awareness in order to improve your kids' self and self-awareness because you have the tools to do it. So take them, take them, use them. You're not too old. It's not too late. You are the only one that can, can make a difference in your life, which makes a difference in everyone else's life around you as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Never underestimating the work that when you change your internal world, how that changes the external world too. So yeah, cool. All right. Well, where can moms find you and potentially even come to one of your workshops? Well, we live in Scottsdale, Arizona. So if anybody's here, we do mom and daughter events. We host monthly workshops for our girls. And we're going to be hosting our our second annual summer camp in June and July. So we would love, love, love to see you in person. And if that is not obtainable, no biggie. You can find us. We're pretty active on Instagram. I don't want to say pretty. We are very active on Instagram. Um, You can follow us at Girls Mentorship over there. 
And our website is the same, www.girlsmentorship.com, where you can read up on who we are, what we do, what's coming down the pipes, all of the good stuff. We would love to stay connected and meet some new moms and build our community of awesome moms, parents, girls. Yes. I love your newsletter too. So moms, you should definitely go find them at girls mentorship on Instagram, sign up for their newsletter. You've got great things. You could have two times a week now, right? Is that what I saw? Yeah, we're doing oh, it. We're really, you. we're Thanks, getting in people's inboxes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for sure. Great resources. Well, thank you, Jill and Mary. Always a pleasure to have you on. I really appreciate your time. Thank we you. Appreciate it. Bye everyone. I hope you enjoyed that episode, moms. Quick reminder that registration is open for our What to Say Challenge happening May 14th through 17th. Head over to register so you can join us to learn proven strategies and game-changing scripts you'll keep in your back pocket for those pre- and post-game pep talks. The challenge is just $19 during our earlier pricing happening right now. So head to sportsmom.fyi forward slash challenge. That's also linked in the show notes, and I will see you there.